All right, hello everyone out there. This is Rob from Hobby King. I'm in the Hobby King Video Studio, and I'm with Jeff from Jeff's Custom RC. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great, Rob. Hope you are. Hope all you guys out there are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, so Jeff's Custom RC. Tell me a bit about that. That's uh, your YouTube channel, yeah? Yes, sir. Um, I started it uh, officially a little over about a year, not quite a year and a half ago. Um, my wife helps me with that as well. I started just doing videos and thought, you know, you throw a video up on YouTube. Hey, man, you'll get there. You know, it uh, doesn't yeah. quite work that way. Um, <laughs> I've watched a lot of, you know, good guys out there that have helped me along the way as well. And, um, you know, uh, good friends in the community that tell you what you need to do as well. And then my wife loves doing the analytics and the algorithms of YouTube. So she helps me with that. And um, so, yeah, and then it just kind of took off from there. And then, uh, had you guys reach out to me, which was an honor. I appreciate that so much. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's what I do, man. I just and it's a it's a passion. I love it and I enjoy it. So when you're doing something fun, it doesn't really seem like it's you know a job more or less. Right, right. And now, so you have a a show Tuesday nights as well. Uh, yes, sir, we do. Uh, good friend of mine, Dustin, which is Raven Rock Machine. Uh, we fly together. He's from Raleigh, North Carolina, and we. Flew together a few times. He's got a channel, and uh, we we decided to start doing a uh, Tuesday night show at 8:30 Eastern, and it's called Flight Club. My wife came up with the name of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We thought that was really cool, and um, yeah. we we come on at 8:30, and we stay on to around 9:30 or 10, and we just basically talk about what's hot, what's coming out, um, what's in the community for that week, uh, different videos that guys put up. Uh, if you guys put up a video, we talk about that, um, show an airplane that comes out. If we build one, we can do it on the show. Um, so, yeah, just whatever's going on that week, just a good time. Just guys hanging out, talking about airplanes, you know. Oh, nothing better. <laughs> that's it, man. That's right. That's great. Great. All right. So check that out, folks. Uh, 830 on Tuesdays, Eastern Time. Jeff's Custom RC. Um, so how, how did you first get involved with Hobby King? Well, uh, Terry Ho reached out to me uh, through an email one day, um, and uh, I guess she had seen some of my videos, and yeah. she reached out to me and asked me if I would be so inclined as to work with you guys, and I was just, I told my wife, I said, man, I, am I reading this right? You know, I couldn't believe <laughs> it, and um, she said, yeah, from what I'm seeing, so I emailed back and said, hey, I'd be honored, and um, so... They sent me a few things and uh, started working with you guys, <clears throat> and um, it's just been a pleasure, man. And like I said, Terry and I were talking the other night, um, and then I talked with Stuart. Uh, Stuart and I just did a collab on the uh, the Lancaster and um, another great flying airplane. You know, it doesn't have the retracts, which you can put them in if you like. Yeah. Um, but I did differential thrust on mine. It was a great flying airplane. Um, that video turned out really well. Um, so yeah, that's, it's a good plane and, um, Stuart's a great guy. So, and then I started watching your stuff and, you know, the stuff you're putting out is really good as well. Good information, good tips and, uh, just stuff anybody can use in the community. Yeah. It's interesting too, because, um, you know, when I do videos that are geared towards beginners, it's funny because we get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of feedback from people like, come on, man, everybody already knows that. Everybody knows how to calibrate an ESC or everybody knows. Yeah. And no, that's not true because no. every day there's new people joining the hobby. Right. I mean, every time I go to the field on a nice, beautiful weekend day, there's somebody walking by going, that's electric. It's foam. You know, like yeah. there, there are people that have no idea. And, 
you know, I, I can't tell you how many members of our clubs are people that just walked by one day and saw the planes or, or were even driving by on a, you know, in a field that's close to a road or something like that. And they pull over sure. and they're like, what are you guys doing? You know, we're flying RC planes. You're kidding. And now that guy's been with the club, you know, five years and he's, you know, he's flying these huge gas planes now, you yeah. know, every well, day. Right. There's, I mean, you know, yeah. And I mean, and the thing about it is, man, is, you know, I mean, like I said, there are new people getting into this every day, and if they stumble across the video, whether they're searching or whatever, you know, because um, you know YouTube is one of the biggest search engines out there now, mm -hmm. and you just type in a couple of words, you know. But the point you just hit on about an ESC, I still have guys ask me, now how do you calibrate an ESC? And they've been flying, you know. Mm -hmm. But if we're if they're at the field and we notice that the plane's not getting what seems to be full power, we'll mm -hmm. ask them, did you calibrate your ESC? Well, what do you mean? Okay, well, get it back down and let's show you. And we show them how to do it, and they take off again. It's like, wow, this thing really woke up. And I'm like, well, because your ESC is now calibrated. And yeah. now they know how to do it, and we tell them, do it with every airplane. Every you, know, airplane. Did, you know, did you do a range test? Well, what do you mean, a range test? Mm. Very critical, very critical. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's things that setting up that, uh, yeah, I, I I don't ever think you can be wrong by showing someone again and again and again how to do something because even as uh, you know experienced pilots, sometimes I keep a flight log um, of all my airplanes because every time I fly, I may tweak this, I may change that. The plane may have had weird characteristics. There may be something that I need to tighten that while I'm at the field, if I can't do, I'll say, well, I'll do it when I get home. Well, then I forget it. Oh, and, exactly. then, and then yeah, and then you get back out at the field and fly that plane again. Next thing you know, it crashes, and you go, "Oh my God, I didn't tighten up that servo," you know. Yeah. So, a flight log is critical. Um, and then if you have as many I, planes as I, I do, and I'm sure you do as well, yeah, it's one of those planes things where, if you keep a flight log in your phone, every time you go to fly that airplane, you pull it up in your notes and you say, "Okay, I'm gonna look at the MiG-17. Okay, I need to fly it in high rates." I need my battery placement here. I need to take off like this and I need to land like that. You've just taken away 30 to 50% of the thought process of how to take off and land with that airplane. So now mm -hmm. it's like having an instructor standing there with you. You don't have to think about it. And right. when you have so many airplanes, this one flies on low rates. This one flies on high rates, mid rates. It's like, I can't remember what I like to fly on from time to time. And if you, you switch your switch for all different airplanes, so why not just write it down in your notes and glance at it before you fly that airplane? Real simple. Sure. So, you know. That's, that's a very, very good tip. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Do you, um, can you put a number on how many planes you own? <laughs> uh, I'd probably say roughly 30 at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got, like I said, I've got a trailer that's full of them. I've got a spare bedroom with several, and then I've got a garage that they're in <laughs> racks and hanging from the ceiling and everywhere else. But, you know, it's like my wife says, well, how many planes do you need? Well, again, guys, as you all know, they all fly differently, you yep. know, yep. Um, and they all bring you a different joy or a different rush or a different flashback or there's there's reasons. And um you know, I, I don't know. They just all do different behavior. And that's what makes part of this hobby what it is, is that you can take this plane that looks almost identical to this plane, but yet they're different and they fly different and you fly both. And it's a joy for each plane. You know, I mean, so exactly. I mean, yep. it is. Yep. Oh, yeah.
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got the same thing. Storage unit full of planes, spare bedroom full of planes. The office is planes all over. So how many do you have? (laughs) Um, I've got, at last count, I had about 100. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. But, okay, you know, well, I don't you know, feel bad. <laughs> you know, you work for Hobby King, you you, you get your hands on a lot of stuff. You know? uh, yeah, I and, can imagine. Um, and, you know, some of them, um, you know, some of the kind of stuff is just for review purposes and things like that. And um, but uh, but like I said, I mean, I've flown everything I've got and I I keep a rotation of planes. And yeah. I'm the kind of guy if I if I look at a plane and I'm heading to a show, you know, we might have a swap meet or, a, you know, a sale kind of thing. Uh, you know, and I'll sell planes that I don't fly often enough, you know, right? And uh, you know, or something that I just like, yeah, yeah, I flew it, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not so into that. Plane. Well, I think that's what we all do with our with our inventories. We kind of rotate it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If they don't crash out, you know, you typically you know sell it out or whatever because somebody comes along that wants it more than you do. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was like that was like my T28. You know, I bought one. And I got it all together. I flew it. And a friend of mine watched me fly it several times. He's like, man, you know, I'd I'd like to have that. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. And he said, I'll I'll give you X amount for it. And it was more than I paid for it. And it was set up. It was ready to go. And all you had to do was drop a battery. And I said, you know what? I got it at a great deal from a guy that was selling it in the box. I said, okay, I'll take your your money. Because I thought, well, I'll go buy another one. Well, come to find out, they were discontinued. And it was like finding hen's teeth. Um, but I found one in the box and got very fortunate. So no, I will not sell this one now. (laughs) Um, the value just went up. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a a Balsa 109 that, uh, that I just won't sell. Um, and I've got another new one in the box in case something goes wrong. That's right. uh, Same thing. Like, you know, hen's teeth to get some of these parts and, uh, or any, or anything. So man, you're doing a great job for Hobby King. How long have you been with them? Um, I've been with Hobby King, uh, going on eight years in December this year, it'll be eight years. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. really cool. So what, I mean, what, here I am interviewing you too. So what, <laughs> what did you do? I mean, before I started seeing you on video, did you do something different or? I was doing uh, mostly product support. Um, okay. you know, I was one of the guys that would, um, help out with claims when someone had an RMA or, you know, some kind of problem with, with a model or something like that. Okay. And, um, Customer support as well. That's you know, it's obviously included in that. And then, right. um, you know, that was most of it. And then, as uh, you know, as things developed and we shifted a few things, I got into the marketing side of things. So now I'm working with the marketing team as well. And that's how I started doing the videos and stuff like that, and get into all that. So. Okay. Well, cool. Well, yeah, I've talked to Stuart some, and um, we've hung out on Skype a little bit, and and cool. then I've talked to uh, Terry uh, some. As a matter of fact, I was talking to her last week. But uh, yeah, I started watching all your videos, man, and um, yeah, you're doing a, you're doing a great job with it. Your setup, your studio, everything looks really nice, very professional. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the things that was <laughs> kind of tricky to get going, um, you know, with, with COVID and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. if you had seen some of the other videos, we were shooting those in one of my colleagues' basements, oh, God. and uh, you know, just a plain black backdrop, and uh, yeah. you know, it was uh, it was less than ideal. So um, you know, and we knew we had to improve on that. So yeah, so here we are. I've got this new studio, and it's pretty cool. And uh, so I'm glad you're enjoying the videos. And uh, yeah, feedback so far has been great on that. So I'm very, very pleased because I worked hard to uh, to get that going. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's good, man. I mean, like I said, I you know, you've always got guys. I mean, you know, they're always going to knock something. You've got people you can't. I, look, we, my wife and I own a service oriented business, and mm-hmm. we deal with the public every day. 
And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can't please all the people all the time. No matter how hard you try, you will always have somebody with negative uh, feedback. Right. And I mean, you know, I've always tried, just like, you know, my friends with Northeast FPV, I see they do it too. Simon, you know, we always try to, <clears throat> if somebody's got something negative to say, we always try to write back a positive, you know, and um, yeah. that's just how it is, man. I mean, you know, I... <laughs> I don't know. I've got several planes from you guys, and uh, they're some of my best flying planes, man, and I've never had a problem with them. Um, you know, and I, I tell guys that, you know, between my Albatross, my MiG, my Lancaster, um, God, what else have I got? I don't have, uh, I'm trying to think. I got so many planes now, but, hmm. you know, everything I've got, I've never had a problem with it, you know? I mean, even a servo, you know? So, okay. I mean, you know, and I know some guys do, and then they, like this morning, I was reading comments, you know, uh, on Facebook, and one guy was talking about the customer service and this and that. I mean, you know, like I say, it's hard to please everybody all the time, and, and you can't always get something done the minute you want it done, and, and you know, uh, especially mm -hmm. with COVID and everything like that. So yeah. people have gotten kind of impatient. I understand that, but, you know, it, it's <laughs> tough, man, so... Is what it is, but hey, I love I love all my stuff, man. I can't complain, none, and that's what I tell guys. You know, I, you're gonna get Great. good with bad, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you're right. You can't please everyone all the time, and um, you know, we try, we do our yeah. best, you know. Um, and we've done a lot to try and improve all the product support, customer support. We're always working on improving that, and we do listen to the feedback. We do, you know, take heed of of everything we hear, good, bad, or ugly. Right. And, um, you know, and you, you know how it is. I mean, if, if, if you have 100 orders um, and 99 of them are perfect, 99 of those people are probably not going to say anything. They're going right to just on. say, oh, right, cool, got my plan. I'm going to go fly it and, you know, whatever. That's the right. one person that has a problem is going to, you know, probably get yep. pretty upset about it. And, um, you know, and even, you know, sometimes even we, you know, we bend over backwards and we, and we do the right thing. You know, I'm sorry, you got a bad servo. We send out a pair of servos, you know, just in case, you know, and, um uh you know and then they, they you know sometimes they still complain it's uh that's right. well then, then they're going to complain on how long it takes to get it there or how long it took to get up with somebody i mean so yeah you know and even your bigger companies you know that i buy from and stuff you got issues with them half the time they don't have parts in stock you know i mean mm -hmm. and um it's just the way it is i mean you know and they can't help it either they're trying to get stuff as quickly as they can hang on let me grab this coffee my, my room service is here oh okay <laughs> Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that was my wife. I told her, I said, man, I need some coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, I hear you. Well, I got uh, mine. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, like I said, it is what it is. And and um, like I said, it's just tough, especially with COVID and everything. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, <clears throat> last time I was talking to Stuart, he was telling me about some things that uh, you guys were going to re-release. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I'm, <clears throat> I'm very excited about it because... As I talked to him the other night, I told him, you know, the Albatross is one of my faves. Um, I've yeah. got, we've got a lake house, and uh, we also live near the beach and, and the, the river as well. And uh, I fly it off grass 90% of the time at our grass field. Matter of fact, I've done several videos on it. Yeah. And um, I'm telling you, man, for the price of that airplane, for what you get, the size you get, finish that's on that airplane, I'll give it a 10 across the board any day, no matter what anybody says. It is one of my favorite go-to planes. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. And for the money, um, 
you can't beat it for that kind of price for a dual engine plane, you know? Ah, it's great to hear, man. Thank you for that. We've, uh, yeah. we've been very pleased with it. It's obviously been a very successful model. As soon as we get them back in stock, they sell out immediately. So. I, I know a lot of guys that fly at our field that would buy it tomorrow. I mean, they would, they would hit the buy button because they've seen me fly mine, you know? Right, right. And they know what a great plane it is. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, a couple of guys have bought it because of me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that would be a quick seller, man, in that scheme. There's no doubt about it. Well, we're, we'll get them out there as soon as we can, for sure. <laughs> that would be great, yeah. And he also had mentioned something about the C-130. Um, <clears throat> another great airplane I'd love to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I think a lot of guys have wanted to see that anyway because it's such mm. a beautiful airplane. Um, you know, like I said, it's one I've, I've almost pushed the button on several times. Um, I've watched a lot of videos on it. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just a good looking airplane, you know, yeah. um, right out of the box. And yeah. if they do different things to it, uh, to upgrade, you know, this or that, I uh, don't really know what it would be. Um, but again, I think that would be something that would be a quick hot seller as well, man. Um, cause a lot of guys like that airplane. I agree that that model as well has been a very successful one for us. And same thing, as soon as we get a new stock, it just sells out immediately. And yeah. uh, so it's proven to be very, very popular. And uh, yeah, you know, I can see why it's, uh, you know, it looks great. The two different schemes um, and it flies beautifully. You know, the first yeah. time I flew one, I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And it <laughs> flew. I mean, I'm not even kidding. The first time, you know, I set it up, I'm, you know, I'm real careful about my setups and not a click of trim. It flew perfectly straight and level. And it, you know, it was just beautiful. I was so happy with it. And um, so I've got a few of them and, I'm doing a uh, Mod Tech Monday video uh, on one of them to do a repaint and some weathering on it. So looking forward to doing that. And, uh, yeah, it's a really great model, really very, um, you know, just all around great. <laughs> well, and, again, yeah, biggest... for the price, you know, you've mentioned that before. The, for the yeah. money, you know, I mean, if any other manufacturer came out with a model that detailed with those many features, yeah. it'd be a lot more expensive. Yes, sir. Yes, it would. Well, and you know, I think the only thing that's kept me from really pushing the button on it so far which again may not be an issue. That's why I'd love to try it. Um, primarily is due to the fact uh, we, you know, we have a grass field, um, but it is so manicured. It's like a fairway in a golf course. And, oh. um, and I think it would do great. I really do. Um, and a lot of guys that we fly with have a, we have a lot of warbirds and um, I'd love to get one to try it on our grass because I think that would also be a, another big selling feature for that plane especially guys that do have manicured fields. And there are a lot of them out there um, yeah. because, you know, most guys that I've seen in videos fly this plane off of uh, pavement or uh, geotech or something like that. Sure. And, you know, which of course, you know, should do pretty good with that. But grass is another situation. And that's, that's one of uh, a lot of guys main things when they watch any videos is wanting to see grass ops. And, sure. um, you know, so, yeah, I get a lot of comments on my videos, but our field is so manicured. I mean, and it's rolled and it's packed. Okay. And it, it actually is a thousand foot uh, runway by 100 feet. And it is used by real wow. airplanes to come in and land. There's a couple of hangars out there as well. Oh, wow. And um, the owner has a uh, cub and he has a uh, Taylor craft, a 47 Taylor craft that he flies in and out of there as well. So Wow. Very yeah, cool. that's that's why it's so manicured, and we uh, we're very fortunate to have a place like that to fly, and um, yeah, so I, I'd love to see how it would do, and I think that would also just take sales to a different level as well as guys seeing it on a grass field, you know. 
Well, it, I can tell you, it does fly pretty well off grass. I've flown it um, on a number of fields. I fly at a bunch of different places and, you know, some okay. asphalt, um, you know, some some grass that's not so manicured. It's, you know, kind of bumpy and kind of yeah. long grass sometimes and, and pretty good manicured fields. And it handles a manicured field pretty well. Um, I would imagine that a subsequent version may have some updates and improvements that would enable it to handle a less than perfect grass field a little bit better. Right. Um, cause you know how it is, you know, the wheels, the, the nose wheels are pretty small to maintain scale. Yeah. And, you know, the doors, of course the doors and, you know, wheel pans can always catch on some longer grass and stuff like that. Right. But, um, I flew the heck out of it. Um, in fact, me and, um, uh, Alex Davis and I flew, a bunch of C-130s down at, uh, I think it was now in the fall, uh, okay, yeah. two years ago, and uh, and three years ago, I guess, whenever the plane first came out, and we had it up at Neat Fair as well, and we flew it up there, and Neat Fair uh, up in New York is a grass field, and it's a plenty big field, but it's not quite as, the grass is not quite as manicured as down in Joe Nall. You know, the field down in, at, in yeah. you know, that's, like you said, it's yeah. like a golf course. It's like a putting yeah. green. It is. Uh, I've never seen grass like that in my life. <laughs> and, you know, even even jets with those tiny little wheels can take yeah. off, for the most part, off that stuff, no problem. Well, and that's the thing with our field, you know, just about any jets can fly off of our field. Um, okay. I mean, I'm talking anything. We, it's, most of our guys, we have anything at our field. And, um, you know, they all don't have a problem. Um, so, you know, right. everything does really well down to 64 millimeters with wheels, fixed gear. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, that's why I'm thinking it, it would probably do very well on our field. Um, so what's your favorite plane, man? My favorite plane is a BF-109. Oh, okay. So I've got many, many models of BF-109s from <laughs> tiny little ones to big ones, and they all fly. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got the coolest one I have I would say is the old vintage CMP um, okay. China model products. It's yeah. a composite plane and fiberglass body, and it's big. It's just about one fifth scale. Wow! And, um, and so it's uh, it's pretty good size. And like I said, the one I have is vintage. Uh, they don't make them anymore. It's long long discontinued. So yeah. it's kind of fragile. And I you know I did some work to restore it, and uh, and it flies beautifully. I don't fly it very often because I'm really kind of paranoid about it. Yeah, I, I get um, it. <laughs> you know, uh, and there aren't too many because it is so big. There aren't too many fields where I can really fly it comfortably. Right. But um, when I do get someplace where I know I can fly it, I charge it up. I run it on uh, 10S. Wow. So it is, it's electric. And um, and it, like I said, it flies beautifully. And right. so what I did is um, I got it as an airframe, and it's all Hobby King components in it. The retracts, we have the 85-degree retracts, which were perfect for it big honking motor and big YEPESC in it. So, uh, yeah, and I've got, uh, I've got a whole bunch of other ones. And, um, yeah, so I was really excited when I was talking to Stuart and I was pushing him. Um, even when I was first hired I, from the, from day one, when I met him, I was like, dude, BF109, gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah, we had, like... we, we had a, uh, we had a Balsa BF109, which I never got my hands on, Wow. but uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was the VQ model, which we've been selling for years on and off. And, um, but then we, uh, uh, I'm sure you know that we came out with the, um, the door fly BF109, yeah. we had the two mm -hmm. different schemes. And so I was super excited about that. Yeah. And, um, and I've got a bunch of those and I fly the heck out of them. I mean, those are always in the truck ready to go. Wow. So, uh, so what's your favorite yeah. plane then? Yeah. Well, well, you know, I look, there's not much I don't like. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I love them all. I love everything from prop planes to jets. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if I had to pick a favorite right now. 
Gosh. And I've got, look, the guys pick on me on my channel, man. Cause I, you know, we do our show every Tuesday night and uh, I've got, gosh, I've probably got three or four in boxes. I actually unboxed one on the show the other night, but it's that plane's been out about a year, but I, I just, between flying, having a son that plays sports, plus having another business. And then we own a business at home as well. Man, I'm telling you, we don't stop. And um, mm -hmm. and then trying to get planes unboxed and deal. And I'm so peculiar. I don't just unbox one and throw it in the air. I go through it with a fine tooth comb. I I have all my wires neatly run. You can't see wires. I'm, I'm OCD about that. Okay. Um, and then if I customize one, you know, I take my time. I paint it. I airbrush it. Um, I do a lot of stuff to it. Um and, you know, I do the the rivets on it, as everybody calls Papa Dots um, from uh, <laughs> the Boozers. You know, he does such a great job on that. And a yeah. lot of people are doing that now to add even more scale. Um, but, gosh, out of my fleet, you know, like I, I, we were talking earlier, I love my Albatross, man. That is just an incredible flying airplane. I love my MiG-17. Um, great flying jet. It flies a lot like an F-86 as far as the uh, the wing placement. Um, how it flies. It's a floater. Um, yeah. That's just a great flying jet right out of the box as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, gosh, I, and I've got several right now I need to maiden, as a matter of fact. Um, I just got the, um, what is it, uh, the big carbon cub, T, uh, carbon T-28. Um, okay. And, man, let me tell you, that's a 78-inch that's a wing. Yeah, uh, big big airplane. They've just discontinued that airplane, as a matter of fact. And I'm like oh, you wow. were talking about a while ago. I'm almost a little paranoid to fly it now because uh, <laughs> you can still get some parts, but we don't know how long that'll be. But they discontinued the plane, and um, so yeah. But it's a big, beautiful, flying, great airplane, man. So yeah. we've noticed uh, everybody's getting bigger. Um, yeah. and that's what we like. I, I love bigger planes because, as they say, bigger flies better. Um, we just bought, my friend just bought, uh, the hobby King FW 190 and, um, we put it together and, and we've flown it and it flew incredibly, very stable, very well, right out of the box. Um, right. we decided to do a few modifications to it, um, which we did. We weathered it up. We put some of the leopard spots on it. Um, okay. we actually, uh, what else did we do? I think we reinforced the motor mount because we noticed after a few flights, it was getting a little bit loose. So we went in, redid all that, and upgraded a couple things there. And I'm telling you, man, it's it's a great flying airplane. And um, for the money, again, you, uh, the size you get with that plane, the finish on that plane, yeah, you know, modeling is modeling. And um, that, to me, that's part of it. I, yeah, it's nice to take a plane and put four screws, five screws, six screws, and, and go fly. That's great. Hmm. Got no problem with it. But again, I like the model. And that's part of the hobby for me um, is to add improvements, uh, add lights, do the cockpit. Um, you know, uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't mind doing that. A lot of guys don't like it. They want to go fly, be done with it. Yeah. To me, when I spend the, the money on an airplane, that's part, it's like buying the, remember the little small models you used to buy as a kid made by Revel or what, you know, oh. that, that, to me, that's part of it, you know, is, is taking that model and detailing it and, adding new decals or, or a paint job or whatever, you know, that to me, that, that just adds excitement. And um, I don't know. I like that. A lot of guys don't care for it though. If they don't want to do it and I get it, but I don't know. To me, that's just a lot of fun. You know, I agree. And uh, you know, we, we have, I think enough variety to have something for everyone. We've got RTF stuff that just yeah. out of the box. And then we've yep. got, you know, we've got kits, you know, so 
you know, hopefully we have enough to please everybody. And um, Well, it's just like the Tundra. You know, you guys have got several Tundras, and um, you got them with floats. You got them with bush tires. I mean, who doesn't like a high-wing plane, man? You know, I even yeah. have a high-wing Beaver that's 2,000 millimeter that I love just to get out there some days and just float around and, and enjoy a good, calm, relaxing flight. You know, I have gliders. Yeah that uh, have nothing but rudder and elevator. And um, they're, you know, huge gliders, man, that on some days you can put a glider up, catch a thermal, man, put your transmitter down, fix a sandwich, come back, it's still there. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, it's just, just lazy, relaxing flight, you know, that uh, there's no thought process. It's just you're getting a little stick time, a little thumb, you know, dexterity there. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's just uh, relaxing. And uh, the jets are fun. But they keep you on edge, man. And right. um, that's why I say the guys that have these Tundras, um, they're just fun airplanes to fly. They're, they're nice looking. They're scale. They're big. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, again, who doesn't love a Tundra? Who doesn't love a Cub? You know, things like right. that just to get out and have a good time. Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I'm you know BF 109 is my favorite planes, and I'm I'm generally a warbird guy. I like to you know P47s. I love those Corsairs, yeah. F4Us, uh, specifically World War II. You know, those are my favorite planes, and I love flying them, and I fly them all the time. And um, but uh, when we came out with the Tundras, you know, of course I got one and played with it and experimented with it, and I loved it because, like you said, it's just one of those times where you can just kind of throw it. Yeah, and and just chill with it, and and the thing is, what I really like about the tundras, and especially the Grand Tundra, is that you know if you want to start throwing it around and doing some crazy stuff with yeah. it, you can. That's you know, right. the Grand Tundra on 6S, man, is just a beast. <laughs> yeah, it and it's it so up. much fun. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, you want to just chill and kind of relax, just cruise around. You put 4S in it. You know, you change the prop and just cruise around with it. And then if you're feeling a little frisky, you want to get crazy with it. You put that 6S in it and start doing 3D stuff and knife edge it all day long. That's right. And um, so, yeah, the versatility of those models is obviously their their biggest selling point, you know, to just go from easy to, to nuts in, yeah. uh, in the same plane. So that's like, um, the, uh, that's like the pits that you guys came out with that Balsa limited edition, man. That was yeah. absolutely beautiful. Just a beautiful, large. Uh, the detail on that airplane was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched uh, one of my friends. Uh, John VHRC actually uh, uh -huh. built and flew that airplane, and um, he gave it all the dignity it deserved. I mean, John did a fantastic job on that whole video series. Um, that's just a beautiful plane you guys did. That that was oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, is Hobby King looking into the future of more uh, stuff like that that you may know of or could talk about? Yes. Um, you know, Balsa will never go away um, in Hobby King's view from 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 what I know and from what I hear and what we all discuss. Um, the the next plane in the Kingcraft Balsa line was the Stearman. I don't know. Did you get a chance to see wow. the yes. Super Stearman? Yes. Yes. You know, that is an incredible model. I, I had gotten one kind of early on uh, pre-production model, and um, the intent was to build it and get it up to neat fare. Uh, last year and so i got it and I, I got it done in time um because i had to build it quick and it's right. uh it's a it's an intense build it's not it's certainly not for beginners it it was um it was but again that's part of modeling if you enjoy it you know yeah and yeah and i enjoyed it it was it was uh, for me it had been some time since i had done a um a a balsa arf and um mm -hmm. you know and and you know to kind of get back to that kind of thing i mean i haven't uh, built a plane from ribs to 
to coding co- to, to covering and you know i haven't done that in many many years right. but um you know but these days even an arf can be a handful yeah well and they've come so far now on the covering and the details that you don't yeah. have to do anymore you know yeah yeah so yeah so the steerman was um was a and you know, so, like I said, I, I built it, put it together. I did a quick video for it, and then I brought it up to Need Fair. And the attention that this plane got was just—I mean, anybody went near it, they were like, "What is that?" Yeah. And they—they they just loved it. And uh, it's just a striking plane, you know. It's kind of like the—you know—it's got a similar scheme to the pits, you know, bold. Yeah. yeah. But it's bigger. It's a bigger right. plane, and um, and they're like, "Well, you gonna fly it? You gonna fly it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fly it. It's, it's ready to go." And. Uh, <laughs> So the maiden flight, you know, went perfect. It was it was great. Took off like a dream, and you know, flew around, cruised around, and then um, my my first landing with it wasn't quite perfect. A little bounce on the landing came in a little quick, but um, you know, but loved it. And you know, I had a crowd of people around me watching it because they were all super excited. And like, when's the model coming out? Yeah, and I think at the time it was about a month down the road, and uh, and we sold out of those very very quickly. Yeah, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, it was a limited edition. Right. So, um, but um, long, long answer to your your short question is, uh, yeah, we will definitely have balsa. The Kingcraft line is active. We will have more planes coming, and we're hoping to expand on that too. I, you know, the the market is there for it. Yeah, so, it is. You know, well, and, and you've uh, also with the balsa, you know, uh, you know, you've also got the world of electric, and then you've got the world of gas that you can go with in those planes. Yeah. So for the guys that want the sound. You know, if you want to go with a, a gas engine, you can do that. Uh, for the guys that want the ease of, of uh, batteries, you got that as well with those planes. Um, and I know you said that you've been doing this for a long time and, and you've been with Hobby King for eight years. I've been flying RC for about 10. And what I've seen uh, just in the 10 years that I've been doing it as far as where things have come to where they're at now is just mind-blowing. I, I mean, I can't imagine... Uh, where it's going to be in another 10 years. Um, yeah. You know, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, when I first started at this, you were lucky to find a foam plane in general, which was a trainer, and that's what I started with. And mm. now, you know, that's that's 90% of them are foam, you know, and the detail yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Um, but when I got into it, I saw these guys that were flying the big yaks and the 540s and they were all monocoed and then the warbirds and they were all built by these guys. Mm. And uh, we kind of got away from that to a certain degree. And now we're seeing it come back around. Sure. And, and guys that are wanting to get back into the modeling and the building to some degree, but not have to cover um it that's where it's at man you can pick your servos your your uh setup your motor your engine um your electronics um and yeah that that that's a big deal because again that goes back to the modeling aspect of this you don't have to deal with the covering and the ironing but you can also take this balsa plane and make it your own any way you want to and yours won't be just like the guy's standing you know three away from you at the field you know <laughs> something will be different about it you know exactly um, yeah so yeah so it's it's i'm telling you man just what i've seen in the radio technology and in the uh the plane every the you know the electrical parts it's just amazing what i'm seeing in just 10 years so um yeah <laughs> Yeah, I and when you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to ask you, you know, how you got started and all that stuff and things like that. But uh, you know, yeah, ten years ago we could never have imagined 
uh, a C-130 with the scale detail, you know, in yeah. foam that we've got, you know. Um, so there's been a lot of advances. And, it, yeah, it'll be kind of cool to see where we're at in 10 years from from now, you know. Oh, it will, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, man, when I got into this, um, I bought – I look, <laughs> funny thing is my son, I bought him a um, – one of the little helicopters from a toy store mm -hmm. here. And I think everybody's had, you know, I don't know if it's okay to say the name, but, um, you know, uh, we all know the air hogs and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and, you know, so I bought him a couple of those for Christmas and we played with them in the house. Well, you know, I got this mindset, well, hell I can land this. I can do anything. This is simple, man. How hard can it be to go buy a big one? So huh. I've, I've never had any help. I'd never talked to anybody about it. Didn't even know there was a local field in my area. So I went online and I ordered this big, you know, nice big helicopter, man, with carbon fiber blades that were probably, you know, I don't know, foot and a half, two foot long each. Yeah. And came with the whole radio set up and a couple of packs and a charger. And I'm like, man, this is awesome, you know. Well, needless to say, um, flying a helicopter is one of the hardest things I've ever tried to do. Yeah. And uh, another point to note is um when you're trying to <laughs> when you're trying to get one to hover in your house <laughs> <laughs> and um it backs up on you and hits your leg and tears the blue jeans that you're wearing um oh boy yeah you learn real quick what not to do and, <laughs> yeah uh, so, so after that happened i carried it out to i found the field i carried it out and this guy says hey i'll be glad to help you we love helping people out here so he said first thing you gotta learn to do is hover I was like, okay. So we got it out in the middle of the field, and I had bought these things that you put on the landing gear, you know, that like balls on the end so you can yep. see it that help you learn. Yep. And uh, we sat out in the middle of the field. He said, okay. He said, now just kind of raise it up and get it kind of balanced and sitting around, you know. So, and I'm doing that and it's doing all this. And next thing you know, man, I just, I don't know, orientation, panic, whatever. I just buried it in the ground, you know, and you see blades flying. And he's like, well, he said, you can go ahead and break out your wallet. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Said, oh, yeah. <laughs> said, oh, man. He said, let me tell you something, bud. He said, look, he said, if this is something you think you want to do and you want to get into this. He said, go away from the helicopters for now. Get you an airplane. I'll tell you what to buy. He said, and learn how to fly an airplane. Get you a simulator. And then eventually, if you want to get back into the helicopters, you can. So I listened to him. I took his advice. I bought a big high wing trainer that, as I said, back in the day, you didn't have a, one or two choices in foam. But it was big, and I bought it, and I never crashed it, and I learned on it. And uh, actually, I sold it, gosh, what, a couple of years ago to a guy that was just getting into it. And um, that just started me from there, man. Um, yeah, okay. it took me took me to where I'm at today, and I, it's a passion. I love it, and um, I love the camaraderie, hanging out with the guys at the field. Yeah. We all have the same passion, the same love for what we do. Um mm -hmm. I've got a guy, Brian, um, it's a good friend of mine that I've actually taught him to fly. We talked last night, as a matter of fact, and Brian's doing incredibly well, man. He's gone from his first uh, trainer all the way up to, gosh, he's actually flying a, a F-16 now in a matter of a year. That's how good he's doing. Wow, great. Uh, but he's the one that bought the uh, FW-190, and um, okay. he's he's big into the Warbirds, and uh He's got a couple. He's still got the maiden, but um, he's doing incredibly well. So, yeah, just the technology. But one thing he got hooked on was safe. And um, mm -hmm. we've talked about this on the show and other things. And safe's a great thing, but safe can also bite you. And um, yes. 
that's that was the biggest thing for Brian was getting him off of safe because he got so comfortable with it that he didn't want to get off of it. And I told him, I said, look, if you don't get off of this, you're never going to be able to fly anything different. You're never going to be able to get different planes that don't have that. Mm-hmm. You really need to get off of this. And it took a while, but now he's off and he's flying totally without it and sees what he was missing. And that's why gotcha. he can. That's why he can enjoy planes from ev- everywhere now because he's not flying on safe anymore. So there you go. Yeah. Well, that's good advice you gave him. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, uh, they're all tools. You know, gyros, stabilization, safe. It's you know, it's a it's a great idea and it does function very very well. But if you become reliant on it, like you said, you really limit your your capabilities. You limit your learning curve. Yes. And um, you know, I encourage people to learn without it as well. And, you know, use it, use it when it really needs to be used, not as, not just all the time. Right. Uh, you know, I teach a lot of people how to fly and, you know, it's, it's the last thing we go over is that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, same you know, thing with- like I said, I, I'm, I'm not, I will honestly say I love a gyro just because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of days we can have crosswinds and things that are feeling like that. Yeah. And um, it does help with that, especially on landing. Um, yes. As far as as far as flight goes, if depending on the plane, you really don't need it. Like my big A10, the big T28, things like that. You don't really have to have it. But on a landing, you know, if you've got a crosswind or variable winds, yeah. um, it can really help, especially if it's kicking that plane around coming in at a slow speed or whatever. And yeah. I don't. I like to fly very scale. I don't like to. You know, uh, some people like to take a plane and, and, and drop in real fast and, and almost like they're landing on a carrier. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't care for those landings. I, I like to be very scale in my flight and uh, keep it as realistic as possible. And, yeah. um, you know, like I said, on a windy day, if you got a, a crosswind or whatever, um, that can bite you if you're not careful, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't fly with a lot of sensitivity on a gyro either, but I do like to know it's there if I want it. It's kind of like my safety net. (laughs) Sure, sure. I'm not ashamed to admit it, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's no shame in it whatsoever. Um, I I have a few planes with gyros in them, and I've been experimenting with a few few different things. I've, um, you know, we sold the Eagle Tree Guardian, which was a really great gyro stabilization unit. And I'd experimented with it, um, you know, for the 109s, especially the bigger ones, you know, the, the, with that narrow landing gear, they're very, very tricky to um, to take off and land successfully without doing the 109 well, dance with the wingtip, you know, and taking off too that big torquey motor with a three blade prop, you know, they'll just yes. spin right to the left to, um, you know, oh, yeah. yes. torque roll and uh, ground loop yeah. and all that stuff. So, you know, um, RC Groups obviously has a whole thread on how to use gyros and stuff like that. So I was experimenting with a gyro and um, head tracking, uh, sorry, not head tracking, but um, heading hold just on the rudder, just okay. to get a nice, clean, straight takeoff with with the 109s. And, um, you know, it just kind of helped me get a grip on doing that. And I'm at the point now where I've done it enough that I don't use the gyro anymore and I got to feel for the throttle and getting it just right. right, feeding in that right rudder. But it was a big help to get comfortable with it and be able to enjoy flying my planes without the stress of yeah. you know, all that. And, you know, you ease into it. Now, you know, now I can fly them without the gyro and still not have stress, but, um, exactly. but it helped me get there. And that, you know, that's, that's, you know, obviously that's a huge benefit. And uh, again, no shame in any of that. <laughs> You know, well, it made me like, a better pilot. 
Well, it's like flying with Expo. You know, um, I do yeah. dial in Expo and a lot of my stuff just because I like my sticks not to be so sensitive from the center. Um, yeah. I don't like a twitchy airplane either. I like all of my uh, maneuvers and all of my uh, flight to look, as I said, very scale. I don't like it to look, look like it's just kind of jerking to one side or the other. I, I want it to look like it's almost rolling like it should. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I do typically go with Expo. Sometimes I dial it up or dial it down. It varies from airplane to airplane. Um, but that's one thing I will say. At our field, most of the guys that fly, since we do fly a lot of um, you know, military-scale-looking planes, we all fly very scale. Um, right. You know, we, we take off like we should. You see, you know, a lot of guys, you know, uh, will take a, a Spitfire, for instance, and they want to try to take off like a jet and just, you know, jump off the ground. <laughs> I like to get up on the mains. I like to coast it down the field and then lift off real gradual, you know, and, and uh, sure. fly it like I should and land it in the same manner. Because um, like you were talking about a while ago, a Spitfire, especially a big one, will torque roll on you at a heartbeat if you don't right. let it get up on its mains and do its thing and be on that right rudder. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a, hard, uh, that's a hard thing for a lot of guys to learn. I've seen a lot of guys flip Spitfires, nose them over, um, torque sure. roll them. Um, yeah. So until you really learn how to get up slowly on those mains, especially being that they're so narrow. And mm -hmm. um, now my, my Corsair is different. You know, Corsair... I take off slowly. I still do a scale takeoff, but you don't have that of a narrow of a wheelbase. So you've got a little bit more flexibility there with taking off with a Corsair, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, they, it's just all, like I said, for me, it's just scale and I love how they fly. Um, that's why I say it'd be hard to pick a favorite because I love them all, you know? It depends you. on your day. It depends on your mood. It depends on your stress level that day. You know, that's why I got an 18 foot trailer that's full of planes, you know, and I keep certain ones in there because that way when I get to the field, if I'm not feeling it or the wind's wrong or whatever, I've got other stuff I can go to, you know? Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I would, I would highly recommend to anybody watching, if you want to go from a, um, say a Tundra or something like that, and you really want a great flying airplane that's versatile on grass, is versatile on water, I would highly recommend to anybody to get an Albatross if you can get your hands on one. Um, primarily due to the fact that for uh, what is it, two eighty nine, I think. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can get a discount on that. You're getting a dual engine airplane with lights, uh, fully functioning everything, um, rudder uh, that can be taken off a grass field. Um, yeah. And I'm just telling you guys, uh, that is a beautiful, beautiful airplane. It's a good size airplane. You can see it very well. Sounds great. Uh, you can fly it on everything from a, uh, what, 4,000 up to a 5,000 if you get your CG mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, for the money, uh, you'll never go wrong with that airplane. And anybody wanting to get into a jet uh, that flies very well, lands very well, that MiG-17 you guys have got, it looks incredible. That's a 90-millimeter Um comes with everything if you get the uh, ready to fly more or less except for a receiver you got to put that in there um yeah. get the cg right um as we call it do the sit test if it sits on the tail and you got the canopy on and you touch the nose and it drops down to the front wheel cg spot on that's where you got to have it mm -hmm. um for me cg with a five to six thousand pack is the box inside the plane at the aft end of the plane 
If you can stick your finger in there and put it up against the box and slide your battery to your finger and pull your finger out, that's perfect CG. That's where you want that plane. And um, okay. it'll, it'll, it'll fly and do exactly as it should. Um, I did put the uh, afterburner from Guniac 33 in there, which cool. really looks amazing. <laughs> I put a couple of Nerf whistles in it to really give it a, a really good sound. Um, so, yeah, amazing jet, guys. If you can get your hands on one of those, mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have more of those coming, so that'll be awesome. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Have you have you gotten into FPV at all? Um, I have a drone. I've gotten into it some. I have the goggles. Um, I bought my son a drone, and um, it, I don't know the aviation thing just did his thing, and that's all good. I can't you know go. You gotta like this. Um, right. So um, I actually fly the drone with the FPV, and I would love to do some chase footage. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't want to be responsible for hitting somebody's airplane. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I watched the guys on um, Northeast FPV and those guys are incredible. Yeah. Shout out to you, Simon. Um, your video and your FPV and chase footage is incredible. Not to mention it doesn't hurt. They have a beautiful beach to fly off of. Sure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, those guys are great, man. And th they are the epitome of um, how to edit and how to do a video man i've had simon on our show before and he's just an incredible awesome person to talk with and um yeah i can't give him enough shout outs man he's just a wonderful guy and they they are the bar for me as far as video goes man um as far as footage because his editing his music his video is it just blows everything out of the water that you see you know so yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I've tried it a little bit. I like it. I like the drones and stuff. You know, fortunately, we fly at an AMA sanctioned field. So as of yet, we do not have to do all of the FAA requirements. We do put our numbers on our airplanes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as of yet, and hopefully it'll stay this way, that if you fly at an AMA field, you do not have to put in all this other mess, which, yeah. you know, the planes are eventually going to come out with the uh, uh, electronics in them that will be uh, for the FAA. You know it's coming, it's down the road, it's just a matter of time and when, and of course the price is gonna go up on that as well. Um, so is what it is. Um, but yeah, that, that's why also not only do we have a great field, but we fly AMA, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, we always encourage everybody to fly at, you know, a sanctioned field and, you know, the, the hobby's under enough scrutiny already that we don't need more people doing anything that might endanger our, our, you know, our ability to fly. And I don't know about you, but, you know, we're losing fields here in New York. Uh, you know, every year there's one less field. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's really unfortunate. And but, um, you know, it's the nature of progress, I guess, you know, yeah. uh, you know, um, but, you know, it's it's unfortunate to see, but we're trying to do what we can to to save our fields and keep our stuff going. <laughs> That's my buddy. <laughs> hey, there's the pooch. <laughs> hey, so do you guys have anything uh, on the docket yet as far as uh, shows or events that you know you may have coming up in the in the in the well in in the United States or anything like that? We do plan on being up at Neat Fair again. In uh, in September, mid mid to late September, I think it's the 14th through the 19th this year. Okay. Um, because that's a relatively local show. That's a two and a half three hour drive for us. So you know, there's almost no reason for us not to go to that one. Right. 
um, and that's put on by a, a gentleman, Tom Hunt, that we work with. He's uh, he helps design some of our planes and stuff like that. So we have a good relationship with him. Okay. So we'll definitely be there. Um, well, I can't say definitely, but we'll most likely be there. I would uh, I would hope that we get down to Gnaw in the fall this year. I, I can't yeah. say officially if we're going to do that. Um, I've heard it is happening. It's going to happen. Oh, um, great. Cool. There was some question as to whether or not, you know, obviously with COVID it was going to happen. Um, you know, Joe Gnaw week was can- was canceled, obviously. Right. Um, you know, we've, we've been to most of these events over the years, and we try to get to as many events as we can. We love interacting with people. We love talking to people. It's, uh, you know, it's always a very different experience to, to speak face-to-face with people. And, right. you, know, I, you know, for me, I get to put a face to a name to a client or, you know, a customer yeah. that I'm talking to and helping out. Right. And, um, you know, I love that. I love, I love being able to help people. That's why I'm in this, in this business, why I mm-hmm. took the job with Hobby King is I love helping people. I love talking RC, obviously. And, yes. uh, you know, what better way to do that at, a, at an event you know, where you fly, talk, fly, talk, eat, fly, right. talk. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's yeah, awesome. Well, it's, it's, it's just like your live shows, you know, it's hanging out with the guys that love what you love, you know. Right. And, uh, and then also the, the beauty of the big shows and everything, too, is, you know, you get to meet the big guys and you also get to see the vendors that are there with the newest stuff. You can buy things right on site. Mm. You know, a lot of guys have giveaways and that really, you know, up, gets the morale up. Um, so yeah, and then guys that have questions or complaints can talk to a person, you know, and voice yep. their opinions, yep. um, which helps us all grow in this, in this business or any business for that matter. Um, you know, we don't always like everyone's opinion, but that's what makes us better, you know, and, uh, we yeah. do the best we can. Any business tries to do better. I think, I know we do. And I think you guys do as well, um, to listen to the customer, um, you know, a lot of times people get upset and they think that, well, my complaint's not big enough or I can't get anybody to help me. You know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of people out there and a lot of people trying to do their job and, and COVID has not been friendly to everybody. And, um, yeah, you know, it's been tough getting, well, just look at the U.S. mail, man. I mean, things <laughs> slow and back up just in the mail, you know, yeah. and, um, Again, that that slows down everything. Getting products over here from China, I'm sure, is is hard for you know you guys and hard for all these other companies as well. I mean, if you look at some of the big companies out there, they don't even have parts. They don't have uh, certain wire connectors and things like that that we all need. You know, um, yeah. yeah. So it, it's been hard on everybody. So um, everybody just needs to try to be as patient as they can and understand that everybody's doing the best they can do right now. Yeah, yeah, we certainly have had to request people have you know a bit more patience with a lot of different things, um, both with our inventory, you know, getting stuff back in and then getting stuff out to you as customers. Um, yeah, I mean, logistics worldwide have been yeah. just you know wrecked, and That's right. uh, you know, and you know, most people get it, um, but there's a lot of there are a lot of people out there that don't quite understand that you know, hey, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, folks, and uh, That's right. you know, unfortunately, you may not get your you know, your, your, your airplane as quickly as you'd like to. And we did our best to get it out to you as soon as we can. You know, the thing is, yeah. you know, once a product leaves our warehouse, it's in the purview of the shipping company. Exactly. And, you know, we do have oversight on that, but only so much. We can't crack the whip and make them deliver it any quicker, <laughs> you know. That's right. They're just going to go, look, it'll get there when it gets there. Um, yeah. You know, if something is ultimately not delivered or something gets broken or, you know, lost or gets yeah. returned to us for some reason, you know, we take care of that. We don't ever sit there and ignore a situation like that. We refund, replace, resend, credit, whatever anybody right. wants, you know, so we take care of that. 
but um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of unrest out there. But you know, we're well, all I can honestly unrest. say, like you know, my friend that just ordered the uh, FW one ninety, you know, a couple three months ago when it came back in stock. Um, I think he had it here on the East Coast uh, in what four days after he ordered it. Wow. Um, you know, again, you can't complain with that. I, I you know, he was very pleased with that. Um, yeah. So, you know, most most turnaround with FedEx, UPS from companies that I've seen so far um, are, um, you know, typically three to four days. You mentioned buggies. So do you do any other RC stuff, cars, boats or anything? You know, I got into some trucks, uh, bought a couple of trucks a while back and um, the big uh, Traxxas trucks. And we have a track here in town that's been designed. And, and I don't know, I I tried it. It just didn't ring my bell because I, it didn't give me the challenge of flying an airplane, man. You know, and yeah. for me personally, once you fly an airplane, I don't know but the the amount of emotion you go through from anxiety to nerves <laughs> to stress to yes, I did this, and then total when you land. Yeah. I don't know. There's just nothing like it, and um, it just didn't do it for me. So I had a guy in Charlotte. I put him on. Uh, craigslist for sale uh, and he hit me up and he was like hey i'd love to have them because i still i put them right back in the boxes and everything i said hey i'll sell them to you so he drove down from charlotte and picked them up and uh i bought an airplane <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after i got rid of everything <laughs> so uh so yeah i mean i you know to each their own the the crawling aspect to me would probably be more fun i guess you could say um mm -hmm. But we have a really nice indoor facility as well, about 30 minutes from uh, Greenville. And um, they've got a, they bought a grocery store and did an indoor track and wow. Night. Yeah. It's really nice, man. Um, That's cool. And, uh, yeah. A lot of guys go there because it is heated and air conditioning. And they also have a hobby shop that works on things right there inside. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's really cool. And the guys that are into it, they love it, you know? I have to check that out. Um, I, I I do get down, you know, towards Greenville. Obviously, if we're going to do Joe Nall or any one of those events, we'll be down there. Yeah. Are you Are you going to be down in uh, for Nall in the fall or anything like that? If it's if it if it's happening, we would love to be there. Dustin and I both talked about you know trying to go the past couple of times, and they canceled it. Um, a lot of the guys, um, you know, uh, that we talked to on the show, uh, Pilot Ryan, uh, Mary Boozers, um, a lot of the mm. big guys, uh, RC Informer, um, yeah. you know, they're typically there as well. And um, yeah. I've loved, I've been talking to these guys for a long time. I've actually had them on my show, um, but it'd be great to meet them in person, you know, yeah. and hang out with them. So have you ever done Jonal or, or not? I have not because oh, when I okay. started wanting to go to these, they started canceling them and everything. So yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, well, let me tell you, you've got to go. You've got to check it out. It is a once-in-a-lifetime or hopefully more than once-in-a-lifetime experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, it, It's hard to prepare people for how big a scope it is. It is huge. And, um, you know, we, we've been going down. I've, I've been going down almost every year since I've been working with Hobby King, so for quite a while now. And um, it was always a dream of mine to go, and I just could never make it work with my other schedule and, you know, money and right. time and whatever. You know, you always need both. Um, so we started going with the, with, with Hobby King. And so it was great. I was getting paid to go down. It was, you know, yeah, it was awesome. that's right. And we went down, uh, I guess it was, was it two years ago? Um, when they had that big torrential rain and they canceled yes. the event. Yes. And we had just arrived. Oh man. We had drove down from New York, <clears throat> you know, 17 hour drive and, um, we get there 
and they had canceled it, I think, 10 minutes before we arrived. Oh, God. So, you know, we, we, we picked up our RV. We had the car, rental car and all that stuff. And we roll up, and they're like, yeah, you can turn around and go back. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? They're yeah. like, we've got some heavy rain coming, and we have to we have to close the event and cancel the event. And we, we thought they were joking. We are like, come on, you're pulling our leg. We just, you know. And we had gone to Walmart on the way down and bought $700 worth of food to, you know, oh, for the whole week. You know, for I think we had six people with us. You know, practically our half our office was with us. And uh, they actually did let us stay there that night. And um, so we parked the RV and we just had a little quick cookout. Early next morning, we got out of town. And then sure enough, the rains hit. And it wasn't as bad as they had predicted, but it was yeah. bad enough that uh, it would have been pretty lousy. So, uh, well, and I think a lot of that, too, they were worried about, you know, tearing up the grounds and the facility yeah. with RVs and, and people. Yeah. And, and plus, it was just public safety. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of disappointed people, but, you know, hey, you kind of got to give them props. Not only did they lose then, but then they've had two years now of cancellation. So it's mm -hmm. cost them a lot of money, you know, yeah. Yeah. what's happened there. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, if, if fall now does uh, take place, man, it ought to be a good, fun-packed event. That's for sure. Yeah, it will be. And uh, like I said, you'll have a blast. You'll meet a lot of amazing people. Everybody down there is great. Uh, you know, the food and the camaraderie. I mean, like I said, it's just, you know, wake up early. I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, you wake up with the with the sun coming up and get some dawn patrol flights in there. Yeah. For me, that's the best. I like to wake up early and, you know, yeah. At, you know, cup of coffee and a couple of morning flights before any 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 noise even starts happening. It's just that's wonderful. Right. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's it's so big. You know, there's there's a huge big flying field for the big stuff. Then there's the electric field. Then there's the 3D field. There's a drone and helicopter field. And there's just right. and, then, and there's a pond, a nice good pond for all the the seaplanes. Your albatross would be fantastic down yeah. there. You know, tundras on floats, bush mules on floats. It's yeah. all awesome. So yeah, do do everything you can. Plan plan a vacation around it, man. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. And once you go, you're gonna want to go every year. You're gonna get so hooked. You're gonna. Oh, I know. You know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. I we were planning on going and, and really looking forward to it. You know, because I can stay right in my trailer if I need to. It's no big deal. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it was a lot of people again were disappointed when they canceled it this spring. As a matter of fact, again. Yeah. Um, which I think, uh, you know, Pilot Ryan is doing an event down in Florida uh, the same week that NAW would have taken place. Um, mm -hmm. They just had Seth, what was that, last weekend, I think, or last week? That I believe so, event. yeah. Yeah, that was big. So at least there are some events starting to come back around. Yeah. Um, and guys can get out and fly some so and, and hang out. So maybe we're getting there. I don't know. Um, I've been vaccinated. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> I figure yeah, I might as well go ahead and get it done, you know? So, uh, but yeah, you know, like I say, man, it's, it's these guys, hopefully we can all get together and hang out and have some fun. Cause I would definitely like to hang out with you guys and meet all of you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, if not this year, then maybe next year, I would think by next year, you know, things should be close to normal. I would expect, right. and, uh, you know, hopefully we can definitely get down there, but, uh, yeah, I would definitely love to get down there and see you and, uh, do some flying together, man. It'd be great. Definitely, man. Love it. All right, buddy. Well, so thank you very much for joining us here on the hobby King podcast. Enjoy the rest of your vacation vacation and, uh, stay safe, stay healthy. And, uh, like I said, hopefully we can meet up in, uh, Joe Nall or somewhere down South sometime. And, uh, if you're ever up this way in New York, you know, look me up, man. Get in, get in yeah. touch, and uh, you know if you can make it out to Long Island or someplace nearby, we can do the same thing. Throw a plane at you and get you in the air.
<laughs> well, I'd love to, man. And I, again, I just thank you guys at Hobby King. I appreciate you having me on here. Like I said, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm honored. Um, you know, cause I'm just a small fish in a big pond, man. Um, just having fun doing what I'm doing and, uh, all the publicity that you guys give me and my channel and the show, um, just really means a lot to me. And maybe, uh, one night we could get you on our show as well. Um, love to have you up there talking with the guys and being that we are in the same time zone, that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to be on your show. That'd be a pleasure for me. And, uh, and this was, maybe we could, look, we might could actually talk steward into staying up late. We pull all of us in, you know, cause he did come on the show one night and he stayed up and we hung out and had a great time. So maybe we could get both you guys up there and pull you in and, uh, just have a really good show one night. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, maybe we, if we both talk to him about it, we can convince yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we'll do that, man. All right. So uh, summing up again, talking with Jeff from Jeff's Custom RC, please go to his YouTube channel, check it out, hit like and subscribe, give him some votes and give him some thumbs up. And uh, you'll love his channel. It's fantastic. I've been watching all kinds of cool videos you guys have been doing and uh, it's it's fun. And Flight Club is, is it's brilliant, man. I love that. That's just great. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, keep going with it, and, um, you know, let's stay in touch, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate it, bud. All right. Take care, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye.